You should have seen us gunning Passing the folks along the road Just as they were standing All the lads and lasses there All the smiling faces Gunning along the Scotswood Road To see the bleeding races We went to bleeding races Twas on the 9th of June 1862 on a summer's afternoon We took the bus from Bambras And she was heavy laden Where we went along Collinwood Street That's on the road to Bladen Yo, what is good, ladies and germs, and all the fam out there? That was a terrible intro, but um, welcome to another episode of CHN Radio. It's your boy Elijah here, joined alongside uh, the co-host with the most who doesn't like to boast, who um, will eat you up on the pitch like a Sunday roast. Joshua, Joshua, how you doing? You did it. I appreciate that. You did the rhyming. I didn't have the time yeah. to put that in. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, my dog just yawned very aggressively. That's a good um, one. Hopefully, no, yeah, I'm going to say, I don't know if that was picked up on the mics. But this is episode 223. I do want to get ahead of the controversy uh, that's surrounding this podcast. Uh, I uploaded the wrong file, did not realize it until a few listeners pointed it out. Some people slid in my DMs. I'm pretty sure uh, Joe Avery might have been one of the first. I'm going to double check. I think he like commented on he he slid in our DMs and yeah it was Joe Avery the goat he slid in our DMs slid in and and also commented and was like yo this is the wrong episode so by the time this comes out which because I've already fixed it uh, by the time this comes out <laughs> um, oh, it will be good you, it it will be great and you'll have two fun episodes to listen to um, but yeah so this is episode two twenty three uh, we're gonna hit some news we're gonna talk about that story regarding a certain hmm. midfielder at Newcastle. Um, yeah, Sean Longstaff just had a child. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. uh, but uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit of that. But first, and then we'll preview Crystal Palace, which sure, whatever. We can do that. Cool. Um, who cares about the soccer part of this podcast? Um, all right. But first, uh, Josh, fantasy. Oh, fast fantasy update. Just remember, uh, I think we I went over the positions and everything. Yeah, last yeah. Week. We went over the positions. Just oh, set your super lineups. fast fantasy update. Just remember to set your lineups Friday. Don't don't forget. Um, just get the points you can get. You'll slowly creep up, and you will pass me up eventually. When no one will pass you. They will most certainly pass me. That's that's kind of the big story. Is that I'm I'm not doing well, but I'm 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 making gains on There's all the time. other folks around There's me. time to There's catch still up. Time. There's still time to catch up. Sweet. Um, and then the women they played, and that was broadcasted. Um, yes. I, I had some issues with the the stream at times, but I watched a little bit. Of tuned in. Excellent, excellent. Well, Newcastle United women uh, are third in the table now on 13 points. They have four wins and one draw. They drew nil-nil with Burnley in that match uh, that was uh, broadcast on YouTube. Um, As a top-of-the-table clash, uh, Burnley remain in first place with 20 points from eight played, but Newcastle have three, one, two, three, matches in hand. Next, the Mags go away to Huddersfield Town this Sunday. Huddersfield are second bottom and maybe desperate to get some points. Um, however, their defense has given up 24 goals in just seven games played, and Newcastle have given up just one. Um, mm. So, you know, if you want, that Burnley match should still be on YouTube. You can go catch the replay. And uh, and just keep your eye on uh, that Newcastle game this weekend against Huddersfield. Yeah, facts, facts. 
Um, and I would hope that a team that is second bottom from the table is hungry to win because uh, I'd, I'd be concerned if you weren't hungry to pick up points if you were second bottom from yeah. the table in a promotion relocation. I guess I was trying to highlight the the, the disparity yeah. between wishes and ability. <laughs> mm. That's a good shout. Okay. Um, all right. And then moving on, on the news front, Dan Byrne. Just signed an extension, so shout out to Dan Byrne. Um, I, I actually I skipped around, but I think Dan Byrne is um, he signed an extension that will have him at Newcastle until 2025, which I think at that point he'll be 30, 35, yeah, 36. Yeah, he's working himself into the coaching ranks. Yeah, and I do think that like if there's, I mean, obviously we we talk about Matt Ritchie being like a, a shoe in to be a a coach. It, he already looks like Eddie Howe um, once he retires, but Dan Burns, another one who is going to be in and around Newcastle in the, as a coach or something when he retires. So yeah. uh, good for him. Uh, always going to be a good squad body um, and all that kind of jazz. And then on the other, other bits of news is we did have an international break. Um, nothing crazy uh, happened. Um, Trippier played fine for England. Uh, he he played. He started at left back, which is interesting. Uh, in the Italy match where they won three uh, one, Fabian Cher, uh He had a couple matches. He made an appearance in. Uh, Bruno uh, made an appearance in Brazil's draw in the World Cup qualifying. And I don't. Yeah, and then he also started the match when the Brazil's first World Cup qualifying match that they lost in like years or i think hmm. uh is uh he's he played in that one as well they lost to uruguay the big story out of that was that uh, neymar tours acl during that which is kind of oh, wild no. and i feel like that's a bigger story if he's actually playing in a league that matters <laughs> like if it was psg then people are like oh yeah he's champions like blah, blah blah but um nobody really like it doesn't feel like a big I- deal because he's at al halal <laughs> okay so, so like I, I couldn't even tell you the name of the team that he's on i just <laughs> Josh, if you get a chance, you got to look up the the team tweeted out uh, in Arabic as well as in English, uh, like like that Neymar towards ATL. And I don't think I've ever seen this before, but they tweeted out one. They tweet out Neymar in all caps, which I think is hilarious because it's not like it's, it's literally just his name. I don't know why they put it in all caps, but I've never seen a club for an injury tweet out a graphic that is like like the player getting injured. Like the literally the graphic is him on the ground holding his knee, and then like the background of the graphic is like zoomed in on his face of him like screaming in agony. So, um, fire the social I, media manager. Okay, yeah, no, I think I've seen that now. Used, it's already hit the meme the meme verse yeah. by now. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's 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 probably one of the wildest uh, graphics I've seen. And it go like anytime there's a sports graphic that's out there, there's always like it's always funny, and that's going to be just added to the the meme cycle for sports graphics alongside greats like the, uh, the infamous U S women's national team graphic where they just mm-hmm. like did all those paintings of random American heroes, including Tony Stark and Hulk Hogan and <laughs> stuff like that. And then also uh, one of my personal favorites, because this happened while I was at Florida state for Martin Luther King day, they uh, <laughs> Florida state tweet out a graphic. Martin Luther King and put a wide receiver glove on his hand 
So there's that too. <laughs> so all right. Um, and then other other bits and news. Uh, Paraguay actually got their first win in World Cup qualifying in this cycle. First goal they scored. Uh, Miguel Almiron was then actually called by the media the goat of Paraguayan football. So shout out to Miguel Almiron. Uh, and then Tino Livermento played for the England U21s. Nothing crazy. Um, and then some other youth guys were were making appearances. All that kind of jazz. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Dubrovka and Lewis Hall also made appearances. Lewis Hall was playing with the U20s with England. And of course, we kind of talked about this um, with Isak in the previous pod that is now live. But Isak withdrew from the uh, Swedish camp in order to nurse kind of a knock. But uh, there's that. And then, of course, uh, the big story of the day. Sandro Tonali was supposed to be playing for Italy but had to withdraw because mm. he's under investigation for gambling illegally mm-hmm. in Italy as a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's a lot of takes flying around, uh, and we'll get to all the takes, but we'll just start with what we actually do know. Um, what we do know for a fact, and this is there's been some some fake news flying around, is that um, Sandro Tonali, Nicolo Zaniolo, and um, Jeez, I'm, I'm going to mess up his name. Nicola Fagioli. Oh, wow. I didn't mess up his name. You uh, nailed kind it. Of, yeah, I would say it was pretty 10 good. out of 10. Uh, all are under investigation for uh, an illegal and gambling ring. Um, Fagioli's actually already gotten his punishment. Uh, he's he's already been banned for a few months. I think it's eight eight months, six eight seven. Months. I think yeah, it's, some it's something around that seven. Reports it's vary between six and eight months, something like that. But he's already gotten his punishment. Um, he also, uh, in his investigation, um, and in his investigation, which with the Italian Football Association, he uh, he. He mentioned that Tonali was the one who got him hooked on it. Mm-hmm. So then those stories started flying around. He's also started to. There's also um, a new report that came out from Gazetta that kind of details what um, Tonali could could see. I think things have happened so quickly over the last few days. I think a lot of fans assumed that he would get something similar to what Fagioli got, which was a few months, uh, six to eight months or something like that, and then. Um, as they found out more information uh, and as the Italian media is starting to well, not starting to started to release some more information, um, it does seem like at a minimum Tonali could be facing a one year ban. Um, one of the big and it could grow to four years if uh, and this is kind of what the federal prosecutor's office, um, what what people are saying at the federal prosecutor's office in Italy is that if they do this investigation, Tonali has been cooperating with them obviously. Um, but uh, if they conclude in this investigation that Tonali was betting on Milan, which is something that he's been rumored to bet on, mm-hmm. then that one-year ban could turn into three to four years. And um, that would not be ideal if you're Newcastle, who just spent £55 million yeah. pounds on him. Uh, Newcastle released a statement uh, saying Newcastle can confirm that Sandro Tonali is subject to investigation by the Italian Prosecutor's Office and Italian Football Federation. In relation to illegal betting activity, Sandro is fully engaged with the investigation and will t- continue to cooperate with all relevant authorities. He and his family will continue to receive the club's full support through this ongoing process. Sandro and Newcastle are unable to further comment at this time. Um, but that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Sandro did did some did the gamblings 
and could be paying the price for it. Um, the big sort of conspiracy takes, and I'll, Josh, I'll let you speak on some of these um, in a second, but yeah. kind of the big ones that are flying around. There's one, like, there's the optimist. The Newcastle fans are going through this stages yeah. of grief of denial, like, no, no way this is true. And then, like, this weird level of acceptance where, like, some of them are like, well, it actually might be good if he's banned for, like, six to eight months from playing. That way he can really, like, focus on just training and really getting up to shape and really understanding his role in Eddie Howe's offense, which is with Eddie Howe's system, which is quite the take. Is yeah, that, like you're like, yeah, it's great that he's suspended. He can just practice with the team as if like that's what you can do. To then uh, you've got fans of other clubs screaming that it's racist that Tenali hasn't been banned from the Premier League yet um, because Ivan Tony's already been banned from the Premier League. Completely mm. ignoring the fact that Tony we. Tony was found guilty of his... Went through due process, which was yeah, went through due... until the end of the season. But to say, yeah, Ivan Tony, like, he was pretty much guilty. We knew he was guilty last January, and he didn't get punished until the end of the season. So that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, and then probably the, the, the take that I think Josh and I probably have the most comments about is there is this weird notion of... And I don't like it because it's it really is being... It's really continuing with journalists, which I think it's, yeah, if you're a journalist, you have a responsibility to not like speculate on things. But there are certain journalists that are putting out some weird speculations about whether or not um, Milan and Sandro Tonali knew uh, about this, about this gambling stuff and knew that this investigation was coming um, before he was sold to Newcastle. And there's this whole thing, this whole conspiracy that. Milan sold Tonali to Newcastle, knowing this was the case and knowing that this was the only time they could sell him because if he's banned for three or four years, they obviously missed their window to cash out on one of their 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 hottest young prospects at the time. So yeah, Josh, it, it totally I'll, holds I'll up, let you go right? first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It to- it totally holds up. Um, mm. Look, I mean, you and I were talking about this before. Uh, the only person that knew about. Tonali gambling uh, before his transfer was Tonali. Uh, you know, it's not like he would go around admitting he, he he had to have known what he was doing was wrong and that it would get him in trouble. So there isn't a way. And, and, and I think the timing of it doesn't work out to support the conspiracy either. You know, this is a crackdown on gambling in, in Italy. It isn't targeting one team or another team. It's yeah, sort yeah. Of a, we're talking it's, about two two players in the Premier League and one player at Juventus. So yeah. it, it was a crackdown, and there are more names that are being float, thrown out there. We're not going to name any of them because it's all speculation, but it does yeah. seem like it's a it's it's from all we know, it's much bigger than just Tonali and, and a couple guys. It seems like it's rampant in Italy right now. Yeah. So as you say, there's some other names out there, and I'm going to just go ahead and close that little article. But you all can look that up yourself to see what other names are, are being floated, but the, my whole major some FIFA goal, legends, by the way, just the whole I'll point, throw that, I'll, yeah. that'll, that'll be the hint is that there's some FIFA legends. Oh, well, yeah, one year kids out there. And if you're in manager mode, he's uh he's one of them's for free uh, at the end oh. of the season. If you, Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got that EAFC 24. I've already, uh, mm. I've already finished. A whole, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole point of that is just, you know, there's, we're only going to know what we know. Uh, 
they're not, you know, we can't speculate on what's going to happen, but we also like, don't, don't think the worst of the situation. Just wait to find out, right? Don't, don't jump to conclusions. Just wait to see what happens with Tonali and know that Newcastle stated their support for him. Uh, you know, I don't know, Elijah, if it's a total ban from football related events. So that may, that may include, and if it's a worst case scenario, it, it may include uh, him not being able to train uh, in a Newcastle United facility. You know, yeah. what, what does that mean for him? Well, you know, we can only speculate. And as, as we said, we're, we'll do that offline. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And I don't think I've, and to be honest, I don't really know like how the band's going for Ivan Tony. Like I don't, I don't follow Brentford enough to, to know whether or not he's been at matches or been in training. So I don't, there's not even like a, and that's, that's, you know, I can do some research, but that, there's not even like a frame of reference for that. Um, but I, yeah, and the only thing I would add to that is like the notion that Milan knew this is and that's the reason they sold Tonali when this is one of the highest transfer fees ever recorded for a, a player coming out of Italy. That's Italian is is wild. Like they literally, it's a, it's a transfer record. They, they, in a lot of people were saying they swindled Newcastle. If they were trying to get rid of him, they, they would have sold him for far cheaper than what they did. And they would have let the player know ahead of time instead of kind of blindsiding him. And as we talked about it, uh, as me and Martino Puccio, who has been talking about this as well. So obviously give him a follow. He's been on this podcast. He talked a little bit about Tonali. You can go listen to that episode to fact check me, but I'm pretty sure he laid out the situation at Milan and kind of alluded to the fact that like, this is a team that also got hit with financial fair play restrictions. And I want to say 2022. So there's a, this is a team that is understands that they're, they're already on the hook for financial fair play stuff. So they do need to take that seriously. It's not a man city situation where they're just buy, buy, buying in order for, for Milan to make some of the purchases that they did this summer and strengthen in other areas um, they they literally had to sell Tonali, uh, and so um, it's it's a un, it's similar to what we saw with Chelsea. So th- that's the circumstances surrounding whether or not you know the or the reason why he was sold by Milan. I really don't think there was any ill intent because I know that if I was doing something illegal, the last thing I would do is tell my boss. That makes yep. literally no sense. <laughs> it's just like it's, like it's it's so dumb. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's dumb. I'm just yeah, like there's and trust me, I I have friends in states where gambling is not legal. They do gamble. None of them have thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell my person who's employing me. I'm in and and let them know that I'm doing this illegal activity that could result in me no longer being a part or not no longer being able to work that job. So yeah, that, that's kind of it on the Tonali front, but just stay tapped in. More more stuff is going to be coming out as we speak. Uh, and honestly, if you if you aren't reading the stuff on the site, uh, Antonio did a really good summary um, on kind of where everything stands right now. Uh, he's he's been following the story, and he's probably been the only person I've seen that has given it to given you all the the facts really straight and understands. You know, hey, he's giving you all the the figures of like, hey, you know. This is a three to four year ban. His contract with Newcastle's through 2028. You can kind of do the math, et cetera, et cetera. Like he's actually giving you context, which is nice. So definitely check out his work that he's doing on the site and shout out to him and all the other writers over on the, uh, on the old website. All right. And then kind of off of that, Josh sent me something that was 
that was interesting. And he actually sent it right before <laughs> the Tonali news broke. Like, I want to say, Josh, you sent me that, like, the day of or the day before the Tonali stuff broke. Yeah, but yeah. You want to... You wanna you wanna talk about the old the old rumor you saw? Well, curiously, last episode, if you recall, I I asked you, would you have Cal- Calvin Phillips if he were available? If that you know, to me, he's a positionally a player that like falls right into the Eddie Howe zone of really good player who is completely salvageable and can really work to fit the system here in Newcastle. And less than a week later. There's rumors all over the Twitterverse um, that Phillips is is connected uh, in a January transfer to Newcastle, and this is again th- these rumors appeared before the Tonali uh, expose. So my question for you is: Is this the smoke before the fire? Like, is there something to this, or do you think it's just uh, pure bishop? Uh, it's kind of tough because I wouldn't be surprised if like he definitely fits the Eddie Howe mold. Like he's an athletic midfielder that um, is decent on the ball. Like obviously at his, in his heyday at Leeds was a big work rate guy could immediately slot in and allow Bruno to push further forward. Cause Newcastle still don't have a true holding midfielder. Like Bruno is a good holding midfielder, but um, he's not like a Casemiro or someone like that. Who's that's what they do. And Calvin Phillips is closer to that. Um, but so there's, there's that, there's that aspect of like, it does make sense on a purely on a fit level and on a rumor level and also circumstance circumstantially as well, where, you know, you're starting to think one of the big issues with Newcastle this season has been the midfield and the lack of balance there. So bringing in another midfielder that, can provide a little bit more defensive balance to a midfield that has been very much an attack-minded midfield. It makes sense on all accounts. And again, his 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 ability um, his ability as a player is is still obviously in, in high regard. But he's at a, he's at one of the only teams that just can a, afford to let a guy that expensive and that that good ride the bench because they have one of the best holding midfielders in the world and Rodri ahead of him. So yeah. it's tough uh, because Man this City well. is very good. <laughs> I will say this as well. And I think that there's there's a section of Newcastle support that kind of put us on a pedestal now where certain players, like we're too good for certain players. We're not too good for a Calvin Phillips. We're not. Like this isn't a Chowdhury. This isn't like you know, a guy that we're picking up on loan that like, isn't good, isn't good enough to play at this level. This is, this is a guy that's excellent at his position that has not, has not been able to break out at a very good, at the best team in the world. Right. Mm, And, 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 and and my final thing on Calvin is if you haven't seen the Leeds United documentary, uh, that's a couple years old at this point, he is such a nice guy. His likability, yeah. his likability factor, his his ability to get along with everybody, he's so affable and kind. And I just feel like not only is he the kind of player that could come in and really help out, but I think he's the kind of guy that would really settle into the community. And I think Newcastle, uh, you know, fans would end up really loving him. He's just a lovable guy, and I and I just like. If there's a move that like I could hope for, this is the one that I could hope for. He's likable. Yeah. I want him. That's fair. And I do want to point out that like 
I I don't think it's been to the same level of uh, as as uh, as as maybe Callum Phillips being on the bench so much for Man City, but like on that same note, you have to understand other teams don't operate the same way that Newcastle fans want Newcastle operate where they're like, Oh, we're too good for this player. He's on the bench and their fans don't think he's that good. If you think you can get the best out of a player and they're available, then you take that opportunity. And one example of this is Jorginho who stunk it up for Chelsea last year and ended up being one of Arsenal's better midfielders last year after they brought him in on loan and eventually signed him. And so that's, you know, that, that's just something to, to keep in the back of your mind. And even to the extent of like, Kovacic is another example of uh, you could say a lot of people at Chelsea underperformed. Arguably, Kovacic wasn't great at Chelsea last season. He was fine, but he's now been signed by Manchester City, and he's now ahead of Calvin Phillips in the pecking order because he's actually a pretty good player. Like, turns out that there are good players on the benches of teams that also have a lot of other good players. So, I to answer your question though, I do think the rumor is a little bit bullshitty. Just because I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know if when we get to January, Newcastle are going to take midfield as a priority. I don't know where they'll want to strengthen. So maybe I don't know. Maybe bringing another center pack. I think would be the the ideal spot to strengthen. Then you're yeah. getting to a point where you can just buy best players available and plug them in. But I do think like there's some attacking spots where if if they're probably trying to go after some attacking players. I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm going to say BS on this. And that, okay. that's my, my final answer until I see something else. Cause it is, it is Newcastle. Our team people love to just link names to. Yes, we will see. Remember Neymar was supposed to sign here. So well, can't now. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate RIP to his ligaments. All right. Uh, let's hop into a little <laughs> second half of the pod. Crystal palace, Newcastle play them this Saturday. So set your alarms, ladies and germs. It's going to be a fun one back to league action, uh, kind of the later match, which is nice. Well, 7 a.m. for us on the on the best coast. So that's nice. Um, and then injuries. Injury report is quite long for both teams. So we'll just. <laughs> so just hold on. Through it. Hold on yeah, tight. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're. I thought you were telling me to hold on. You're saying I, mean, I was. I was telling everybody else, hold on tight. Yeah. The list is long. Yeah, strap in. All right, so um, <laughs> Callum Wilson uh, has apparently missed a couple of days in training, so who knows if he's going to be available. Um, Emil Kraft, I, I think I actually saw a picture of him back in training, so that's pretty cool. Um, so no idea if he's if he's going to actually be in the fold. Um, Joel Linton, uh has a knock as well. Um, if I remember correctly, Eddie didn't think it was too serious, but I'd be shocked if he's like, Super ready to go, but he might be calling the action because I don't know who else would start in midfield. Actually, Elliot Anderson, sure, whatever. Uh, and then Harvey Barnes, as we know, uh, has an ankle injury that's keeping him out till November. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. Willick uh, potentially could be coming back, um, so that'd be exciting. Um, and then Sven Botman, still no clear return for or mm-hmm. new clear timetable for his return, so we'll be tapped into that. But I feel like in the next couple of weeks, he should be back in the fold for Newcastle. Um, and then, of course, Tonali will not be playing for. Um, will he not? That was that was my question for you because he's 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 under investigation. But has he been? He hasn't been found guilty, or he's admitted it though, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, it it's it's probably in poor taste to play him. I'd say. 
and, and yeah, I mean, I, I would be shocked if he plays. And given how quickly things have developed, I mean, we went from finding out at this rumor on what Monday, and it is Wednesday, and someone's already been suspended. So, I I think that he's probably if he's if he's working with authorities, he's either in Italy, yeah, like still in Italy, and is stuck there while he's being investigated, or they're going to get to the bottom of this really quickly. And well, he's fingers gonna have a suspension yeah. <laughs> announced. I was going to say, soon. fingers crossed, they just counted his time served when they when they start to add it up. Yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> well, we'll we'll knock three days off of your three year ban. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> All right. Um. So there's that. Uh, and then on the Crystal Palace side, they've got a lot of injuries as well. Um. <laughs> uh, Dean Henderson, who is in goal for them, he's out with a hip injury. Um. Don't know when he's returning. Uh, Eberechi Eze is also injured. He's a hamstring injury. Mm. Uh, James Tompkins is injured. Jefferson Larima has a hamstring injury. Uh, Michael Lise also has a hamstring injury. Uh, Matthias Franca has is just an undisclosed injury. Um, and then Naoru Ahamada, he's also injured, who's maybe not the biggest concern, but he's the central midfielder for them. And then um, Nathan Ferguson is injured, and he's got a just random knock or muscle injury. So a lot of injuries on both sides. Couldn't tell you. Uh, who's going to start for Palace, d- could probably make some guesses for Newcastle. Um, besides Willock, do you think there's anyone else who we, we could see? Do you think, like, Joelinton's going to be back? Do you think Callum Wilson's going to be available? I didn't, even though we know, we know Isak withdrew from Sweden, it looks like he's completely fine and able to go. So anyone you think will make a surprise appearance for Newcastle? I think what's interesting is when you check out players on the Fantasy Football app, um, and when they list them as like Isak is listed as 75% likely to play, that's mm-hmm. to I me, mean, to me, that's not a hundred percent back. Right. And they make, they make their money on, on having people engaged in, in making transfers and, and playing. So I don't know how reliable the app is. I don't know where, where Isak is, but, uh, if he's 75%, you know, where's, where's Wilson? Cause we don't have we don't have a third forward. You know, is Gordon going to line up in some sort of false Which, nine? Not going to say a certain black podcaster pointed out that was an issue, but a certain black podcaster named Elijah said that Newcastle should have been in the market for a third striker. But you know who who am I? I mean, and I technically speaking, I I understand. Sure, Joe Allenton can play as a striker, but yeah, what happens when all three of those? Guys <laughs> he are proved injured? that he couldn't. <laughs> Well, but but I will say under how he he made some appearances last year, yeah. Um, when he was as a striker, and he I think he scored a goal from the striker position last season with Wilson and and uh, and Isak being out. So it's possible. Anything's possible. He's a, yeah. definitely a better striker now than he was three years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'd be no better time to have Willock return than than now. So hopefully, that's why I I threw that out out there in the running order. Just hope. Fingers crossed we get Willock back sooner than Emergency later. Emergency transfer. Can we do that like Barcelona did? Where they Oof. just like they just like pick a player from another had, team and just yeah, we'll just take pick him. a random player and it's like we'll take this guy. We'll take we'll take Ivan Tony. Yeah. He's he's said well, to come back soon, right? But yeah. We'll take Ivan Tony. We'll trade one gambler out for another. Well, yeah, we'll just swap you and then we'll take him back in three years. 
Yeah, sure, there you go. Surely that'll work. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't have any more insight on injuries and players that could be returning. Um, it is such a cluster. Yeah, you know. What I, mean? I I will say that it feels like in other le- in American leagues, like journalists are have access to to the team like on a daily basis. Like the Atlanta Hawks, my basketball team. Like if the Hawks are practicing, journalists are there, and there's media availability pretty much every single day. Coaches are always speaking, so you have a better idea on like injury stuff. And so, like when you see like oh X Y Z tweaked his ankle. He'll be like, you know, that they'll be back. They'll be resting this game and they'll be back in it because there's so many games, it doesn't matter. With with British, with, with, with the old British football, uh, you don't know anything until the manager says something, honestly, and until that pre match press conference on the day before the match. So we just won't know the status of a lot of these guys really until Friday or um, in some cases Saturday morning. So we'll just be wait and see. Yeah, yeah. What I do know. What I do know is that Palace are just below us. Mm. They're in ninth on 12 points from eight played. Uh, Roy Hodgson is still in charge. <laughs> and they, they they haven't lost a league fixture since September 16th, which was a 3-1 away uh, loss to Villa. Um, let's take a look at the last four. September 23rd, 0-0 versus Fulham. September 26th, 0-3 at Man United in the EFL Cup, right? So that's not a league fixture, but they still lost. Uh, September 30th, uh, they get the 1-0 win at Man United. And October 7th, 0-0 versus Forest. They've only scored more than one goal in a game twice this year. That was at Plymouth Argyle in the Cup and against Wolves when Odzone Edward got a brace and Eze scored as well. Um, this is not a prolific scoring team. And and Hodgson's really inconsistent with his lineup. So he's like... 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. He went 4-4-1 against Villa and then 4-4-2 against United. Um, and I think that this isn't a team that imposes itself on other teams. I think their plan is completely reactionary. They change week to week based on who they play, and they don't score a lot of goals. Yeah, and that's I mean, part of that is uh, you lose you lose Wilfred Zaha, who is a guy who can always go out and get you a goal. And I think as a I love as a he's an absolute baller, but he's yeah. injured right now. And yeah. so there's really no one else you look at on this team that's like, oh, that guy scores goals. Like Mateta, fine, sure, he's a solid striker uh for them, but like outside of that, there's no there's not a a a dog on that team. You have the you know the corpse of Jordan Ayew out there running around still. So I mean, good for him. But in the grand scheme of things, this team feels like like a team that's on the slow decline. Unless they unless as a you know becomes really good and doesn't get snatched up by the other player, it feels like they're on this kind of slow decline to mediocrity. And then kind of like how Watford felt where for a little bit, where just like you just saw them. You looked at who was leaving and them not bringing in anyone that really excited you. And you're kind of like, ah, in three years, you will be in the championship. That's how I feel about palace right now. Is that in a few yeah. seasons, I wouldn't be surprised. They're relegated no, unless something changes, unless something changes, but like they try to bring in new, uh, you know, a new manager and then they end up bringing back um, Hodgson, you know, Roy, the boy, yeah, as they and, say. And, so. and a lot of that team, and there's, there's some young players that are, that are fine. Um, but a lot of that team is is kind of above that 28, 27, 28 
mark as well. So it, it just it makes it even more difficult when you don't see like you don't have a decent mix of young talent and no. guys in their prime. Everyone's kind of on the tail end of it. It's like how much better is Joachim Anderson going to get? Probably not that much better. No. Like how I much feel better like is yeah. I feel like they're like one or two injuries, more more injuries away from a death spiral. I know that. Yeah, this I mean, year... this and to be honest, this could start the death spiral if you look at the names that are out. I mean, Eze's yeah. out, Franco's out. I mean, it's 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 a lot of just talented players that are out. You mean I don't know? It's 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 interesting, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all time uh, versus Crystal Palace. We have 30 wins, 12 draws, 12 losses. Neither team has scored more than two goals in a match against one another since Palace beat us 5-1 in 2015. That was the worst loss they'd ever inflicted upon Newcastle United. Now, I want to go all the way back to January 27th, 2010. We hosted oh. them at St. James's in front of just 37,886 uh, dedicated Jordy's. Well, we were we were in the championship uh, with Crystal Palace. In between the pipes that day was Steve Harper. Um, we had uh, on the back line uh, Tomas Kadar, Mike Williamson, who I believe he's now the boss of Gateshead. Is that right? Does that ring a bell? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, we had uh, Fabrizio Colaccini, um, still one of the greatest defenders we've ever had. Uh, Jonas Gutierrez and uh, Jose Enrique. Um, great. Oh man, this is like my team. Like I'm looking at this going like this is when I fell truly like head head over heels. This is my head over heels era. Like I, I liked them before, but this is like my head over heels era for Newcastle. Um Danny uh, Danny Guthrie's in midfield. Um old chicken wing Kevin Nolan's in midfield. We have Alan Smith in midfield. Uh up top we've got War Andy and we've got uh Peter Lovencrans. We brought him on for free. We paid no money, uh Peter Lovencrans. Um, Sean Derry, uh, was OG, like he scored that own goal in the 20th. Um, Fabrice Pancrack coming for Enrique in the 25th. Wayne Rutledge comes on for Lovencrans in the 62nd. Niall Ranger, Niall Ranger. That's a name. Comes on for Jonas in the 73rd. Ranger seals the win with a 90th minute goal. And uh, man, I probably had this one on the radio. To be honest with you, I was probably, probably uh, lying down. What was this? What did I say? Two thousand and ten. Yeah, my kid was like two and a half, three. So I was probably just playing with my little baby kid and uh, listening to Newcastle on the radio that morning. And I have one little asterisk here. Uh, Nathaniel Klein, he played that day, and has made one hundred and seventy-three total appearances for Crystal Palace. He also played in Crystal Palace's most recent match. Um, and I would expect to see him this weekend. Yeah, but say yeah. Um, and I, who did you say was the Gateshead manager? Because I have some news. Uh, I think it was Mike Williamson, but I, I I'm Guess always. What? what? What's the correction? This breaking news! It literally happened today, like 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 twelve hours ago. Uh, MK Dons appointed Mike Williamson as their new head coach. So Gateshead are currently without a manager. And guess who is their interim manager? You won't guess, but yet it's another former Newcastle player. Uh, Fabrizio Colaccini. No, Rob Elliott. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's kind of wild, but <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's uh, that's your Gateshead news update. 
Yeah, so that's your tw- tw- break breaking news as of twelve hours ago. So we're on. Yeah, it. yeah, it's it's actually it's actually kind of wild how that works. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Rob <laughs> Elliott is is currently the manager of uh of Gates. Yeah, that's wild. Um, sorry, I'm just still not over it. Like, good for Mike. Honestly, good for Mike Williamson. Like, that's actually oh, really it's, cool. It's good that's, for him. That's sick. Well, but I want to know what's happening with old Nile Ranger. Where'd he end up? Hopefully, he's uh he's alive and doing well. I I would imagine not Nile Ranger is still alive. <laughs> well, he wasn't he wasn't he, doing well the last time. Guess what? Him. He's he is still he's a free agent. He, oh, he's he played for he played it for Borm Wood uh, most recently in in Borm Wood, Hertfordshire, England. Um, in the National League, he played there in 2022. Uh, oh, okay, zero, good. Zero appearances, zero goals. Oh. So I don't know if you could count that as playing. Um, but uh, yeah, he's 32 and still available. Um, Newcastle might need a striker. So maybe. Uh, maybe Wouldn't that be a wild return? Yeah, that's uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it would be wild, actually. Um, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> that would actually be insane. Um, uh, okay, real quick check of the Instagram to see if he's okay. He hasn't posted since March 4th of 2022. Not mm. a good sign. No, I'm not going to lie. Not a good sign. So, we'll, 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 we'll be hoping for the best for Nile Ranger. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Uh, do you – what stats is next, I would imagine? Oh, I think I just ripped off all the stats I had. I better say, yeah, I feel like you 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 mentioned some stats earlier Whew. about. I gave all like I gave all I got. I got no else to give. Well, uh, to be fair, I think I was. I I just am so used to you doing the history than the stats, or me asking you, and so I didn't even. Oh, I just ask went right into gave it. Gave them both. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's talk about who to look out for. Kind of, it's kind of a weird one because, like, we kind of mentioned some of their more dangerous players aren't going to um, be there, like like Olise and uh, and Eze are injured, <laughs> so uh, that Mateta? it makes it a little. Mateta, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's healthy, but I mean, Edward, maybe Edward, sure, yeah. There you go. Joachim Anderson is the last player who to score a goal for them. So okay, but Edward has uh, he's the leading scorer with five, I think, on the season in all competitions. That's that's impressive. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Um, but yeah, so that's who you're going to say. Um, I hmm. <laughs> good luck. I, it's it's really t- it's it's tough because. I just don't. I really. I don't. I look at the team that they put out against Forest, and I understand why that was a nil-nil draw. Yeah. I just. I don't. I don't know who's scoring at this team. Um. I, I don't so. think that. I mean, I think that they're gonna put out a similar formation. It's gonna be like a four, like a four-five-one. You know what I mean? I He's just. One, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just gonna be like all hands to the pump and try to get that nil-nil draw. They're just not. I don't okay. think they're gonna even try. I think Will Hughes. That's going to be my final guess because I feel like he always oh, I forgot has, about him. Yeah, he's, he always does pretty decently against Newcastle, and obviously midfield is the biggest question for the the team right now. So sure, Will Hughes, you you Will win, Hughes. you sir, are going to be the player to watch out for. And then finally, what's your prediction for this one? Oh, uh, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be like five one or anything outlandish. But um, I think it's going to be comfortable, and maybe a, maybe a comfortable, maybe a comfortable two nil, comfortable three nil, two nil. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, I'm going to go three one here. I think Will Hughes gets a garbage time goal. Three mm. one. 
We lose the okay. clean sheet. Let's do uh, this. I, I, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. I'm gonna because we don't. I'm gonna go. Uh, here we go, Josh. Josh. Two. Oh no, 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 Josh. You're you're actually tracking the predictions. See, you're taking you're taking what the only thing I had with this podcast was just is just outlandishly saying that I predicted whatever Newcastle actually did. Now I'm being held accountable. <laughs> we could re- we could erase that. Oh, erase good, that. good. No, no, no. It's fine. Just no, like just good. like the many edits that you make to the podcast, we can make edits oh, yeah. to this running order. I make so many edits. To, I actually edited the last episode entirely so that it was actually a previous a different, episode. A different episode. <laughs> yeah, that's how good at editing I am. All right. Uh, well, that that seems to be it for this episode of CHN Radio. Josh, you got anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, that's been an episode of CHN Radio. Um, my name is Elijah. That was Josh. Away the lads. And we love you guys.